Hello, I'm William. Welcome to another segment of Are You For Real With God? Back in February, I recall titling an episode, Don't Bite the Devil's Bait. I received a message and the listener would like to get a little bit more information or want me to break it down a little bit more. And so that's what I'm going to do today. What the story fends from is when Jesus was baptized, he later was led into the wilderness, into the desert, to be tempted by the devil. And as he was being tempted, the devil asked him some questions. If thou be the son of God, you know, turn this stone into bread. Or if you're the son of God, would you cast yourself off this pinnacle and he would uh, provide legions of angels unless you dash your foot on the rock, things of that nature. And then he asked him to bow down and to serve him and he'll give him so many things. And that's what I thought about when I made that uh, episode and I talked about it. And in reference to mankind, we have vices and we have things and we're going to be tempted as well. So here's what happened is when we're living in this society, this day and time, there's always something that we admire or adore and would like to have. Therefore, we are not exempt from being tempted by the devil. So we, as we're being tested, he'll test us with things that we enjoy, things that we desire to have, and sometimes things that will bring us in conflict with following the obedient guidelines of God. So here, we're going to look at that once more. I'm going to break it down just a little bit more. And matter of fact, I could be uh, a little candid sometimes, but I'm going to try to do a whole lot better in breaking this down. First and foremost, we do know that we are tempted and there is a vices that we have that keeps us from being obedient to God's word. Now, don't bite the devil's bait means don't be led into a trap by something that you enjoy, something that you like or something you endeavor to obtain. When we're growing and even as children, we know that when we are four, five, six years old, we're just innocent little children and playing. But as we begin to become of school age, we start doing things and we start favoring certain toys and certain games and certain people and certain foods of that nature that we feel we enjoy so much that it will become a favorite. That's where the devil comes in and he'll start tempting you based upon the things that you enjoy, the things that you thirst to have that, that you have made a favorite. For example, you may have a favorite little wagon that you see in the store. And as a child, you want that wagon. You ask your parents for, oh, I want this, I want this. Oh, if you get, give me that, please, please, please. And oh, I'll be so good and I'm going to take care of it. Right then, you open the gate for, they, for the devil to tempt you. When you admire something and you have to desire it and then you want it so bad, you're on the verge of making promises. Oh, but if you give me that, you'll never have to give me nothing else. That's the way it works with children. That's the way it works with adults. When you are a young adult, a teenager, you have favorite friends, people that you like to associate with, do things with, and then you start forming an allegiance to whereas what you like, I like the color red. I like the color green. Oh, I like all yellow things. I want all red things. I want blue things. See, when you start desiring, then you're allowing vices to establish in your life. 
things that the devil can pull upon or rely upon, uh, judge you according to what you desire, how bad you want those things. If you see a toy, if you see a certain food, if you see shoes, anything that you admire, you become a target for him to attack you. We have to be careful because the older we get, the more mature we start wanting mature things. Oh, I only like red cars or I only like strawberries. I only like mangoes or I only deal with pineapples. I don't like, I like bananas. Oh, but I don't like carrots. And when we start what we don't like or what we disapprove of, that's open the door for Satan to tempt us. When you bite the devil's bait, he has that bait dangling in front of you. You ever been fishing? I spun this off of, I used to be an avid fisherman. Once you begin to learn, they'll all start off eating an earthworm. Then we find that, oh, this particular fish, he's only going to eat little small fish like minnows or goldfish or something like that, shad. And then we start using that bait for that particular fish. He will take what you like, enjoy, appreciate, and he'll bait a trap so that he can lure you away from the love of God. When you allow yourself to say, well, I only want to eat steak or I'll eat shrimp and I'll eat seafood, but I won't eat crabs or I won't eat fish eggs. I won't. Be careful. And when you learn of this, did I tell you in this show that we're going to open it up. If it's the truth of God's word, I'm going to talk about it. But what happens in every aspect of our lives, there's something that we favor. And when we start favoring those things, that's when we are vulnerable uh, on the verge of being tempted. We only like a certain shoe. We only like a certain style. We only like a certain kind of horse. We only like a certain truck or we only want a certain a specific glass to drink out of. We only want a particular cup to put our coffee in. Don't no one drink out of my cup. Don't no one drink out of my glass. We put ourselves in a situation to where we have given the ammunition to Satan. Try to limit all those favorites and those desires that you want so that you'll limit the number of vices he'll have on you. When you're looking at buying a house, or I want it to be a certain way, I want certain things in it. If it's not in it, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like that hairdo, or I don't like that person because she's wearing or he's wearing some shoes that I don't like. It's so easy, so easy for us to fall in a snare of the devil because we have so many favorites and then we have rehearsed them over and over in our lives to where this is what I am drawn to. This is what I like. This is what I appreciate. When you're thinking about when Jesus was tempted, he specifically asked, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread so that you can feed yourself and you won't be hungry. In the Garden of Eden, he tempted Eve. He's tempting women now. He's tempting men now. We have so many favorites that I like or that I want, I desire to have. Oh, I like money. I want more money. I like fancy jewels. I like gems. Oh, I don't like rubies, but I like diamonds. Oh, I like emeralds. I don't like rubies. 
See, when you start being specific, you're setting up the snare for Satan to trap you. And when you say words like, if I don't get that, or I'll do anything for it. If I don't get it, I won't be happy. If you don't do this for me, you're not my friend. Many things that we do in our lifetime, many things that we see, hinges upon us straying away from God. What you desire so much and you thirst and you hunger for, Satan will set up a trap so that you'll come to it. And in order for you to get it, you'd have to take the bait. When you are looking for a specific job or to pay you a certain amount of money, I'll do anything to get that job. Or if I can go to that school, I'll do anything. If I could get that person in my life, or if I could have that lady in my life, I'll do whatever she says. I'll do whatever he says or asks me to do. Just to have that. Sounds familiar? I mean, it's not easy to avoid because the tempter is there to tempt you with that which what? You like. All that you like is what he's supposed to use and tempt you with it. His job is to sidetrack you, corral you away from God so that you can follow his program. And I'm going to shock you with this one. There are servants of Satan that lives in existence with us today. You don't recognize them, huh? Just start thinking about the things that you have to almost sell your soul for to get rich, to have the company of a certain suitor that you desire, to get certain instruments in your life. Think about it. When you desire to have a particular job for a specific thing, it gets harder and harder for you to obtain it. Or it's not what you know, it's who you know. See, those are snares. That's bait. That could be from the hands of the devil. So I'm trying to tell you right now, that segment that I wrote, that episode, Don't Bite the Devil's Bait, it means that everything that's in our lives is possibly what he's going to use to tempt you with. Toys that you play with. Places that you go. Oh, I would like to go to Paris. I'll do anything to go there. Oh, I want to live in New York. I'll do anything to live in New York. Hey, I'd like to go to Japan. If I could just go to Japan, everything would be, I'll do anything. Be careful of what you're willing to sacrifice out of your life that will enable you to do certain things. It's not that serious. It's definitely not that serious. Take life in stride. Enjoy your life without obsessing over certain things. If it occurs and the situation avails itself for you to do certain things, have at it. Just go ahead and do it. But don't uh, put yourself in a situation where, oh, well, I promised myself one of these days I'm going to go. Excuse me? One of these days, that's all you're longing to do? We don't even live our lives based upon what we feel. Someone gives us advice. Someone recommends. Someone suggests. And most of the time, it isn't what we desire. We eat things 
after the recommendation of someone else. They'll say, oh, why don't you try this? It's good. You'll try it. The next thing you know, that's all you want. You no longer want what you had before. You want to deal with something new and different. There will always be something different in this world. Isn't it funny that when you see one car that you admire, there's another one that looks just like it? It just don't stop at one. We have a, a syndrome, I think I'll call it. When we see one thing projected or demonstrated by a person, wow, I'd like to have one of those. I want it to be just so close to it that it's almost resemble. I mean, we are imitators of someone else. We're not individualized anymore. We go behind what someone else presents to us. Someone else presents to us. Uh, isn't that what Satan does? Isn't that what he'll do to you? Show you something and get you hooked on it. And before you know it, aha, he has you on that trap. Be careful. That's what this episode is about to tell you. The devil is busy. He's always looking to seek who he may destroy. When in the book of Job, he said, where are you going? I'm going up and down to and fro looking whom I may devour, okay, someone that he can destroy. We are lambs for the slaughter because we don't see the attacks. We are so overwhelmed by this desire to have something, to be able to boast on having it, that we don't even see the trap as it unfolds. You know, a hunter, he would dig a, a little small pit, cover it with twigs, and with leaves, and an unaware animal, he'll run across that pit, and he'll fall into that snare, and then he's trapped. Are we falling into traps like that? Don't bite the devil's bait. Okay, we need to realize two things. We're going to either resist the devil, and he'll flee. The Bible says so. The Word of God says so. If you don't allow yourself to be snared, you won't be captured. But if you are unsafe, not watching what you're doing, just going nonchalant along the way and bam, he'll put something in your path. Hey, how would you like to take a chance to win this house? How about, would you like to win a car, a brand new, just look at it. Let's see what kind of car it would be. One of those turbocharged numbers, okay? There are so many ways that mankind can be snared. You can even be trapped in a relationship. We look for the things that would attract our attention in a relationship. Here we go. Wow, she looks incredibly beautiful. I'd love to just be with her. Don't know anything about her. We look at the physical, and she's shapely, has nice-looking eyes, and wearing great clothes, and you look at him, it's the same thing. Oh, he's gorgeous, he's handsome. We can be trapped like that. We desire to have someone who looks the part. And that's what will satisfy us. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want. Uh, wait a minute, what are we talking about? Don't bite the devil's bait. And everything that he presents to you will be to your liking. It will be suitable. 
and you will be happy to receive it, but it's bait to trap you, to lure you away from God Almighty. And once you are snared and imprisoned with the problems that he has presented to you, here's what happens. You buy a castle and you're living in it for a year, but then all of a sudden you can't afford it anymore. You have to keep doing the same things that brought that castle into your life in order to maintain it and to keep it. The same thing you use to lure that man or that woman into a relationship in your life. You have to continue to do the same thing. But what if they're not the right one? What if that castle is not necessary for you? Traps, snares that are placed out there by the devil to take control of your life, to lure you away from Christ. I mean, it's easy that we're going walking along carelessly thinking that my life is good, everything is going to be wonderful, nothing is going to happen to me. Then snap, Satan has you. An ultimatum, you got to make a decision. Do you want this or are you going to let it? Now you get better get it now because I'm giving it to you wholesale. It's a good deal. But here's what I'm saying. Satan is going to trap you one way or another the best way he can. And for you to avoid the snares and the wiles of the devil is to learn about Christ. Learn of what he's told you, the demonstrations that he's given in his word, how to avoid the temptation, how to avoid and how to recognize those snares that are put up out there for you. You don't need everything. You need what it takes to survive. You need God's will, God's word, and his protection down the road so that when it comes time to get to heaven, you'll be in line. I can be followed on, on Twitter or Instagram. I got a little bit on Facebook. Uh, you can Spotify. You can listen in on those uh, platforms. I'm on uh, iTunes, Google, YouTube. Drop me a line voicemail or message email. I can take emails. I got a uh, Google voice 504-656-9322. Instagram, Dexter, D-E-K-S-T-E-R-225. What you have to do is just listen. I'm always have something available from the word of God that is the truth of the word to help you with the situations that cross in your path. This has been an eye opener for those who you're listening from are you for real with God? There's something that I've said today that I hope that it helped. There are times when we need to understand and be aware of what's happening in our corner. From the Bible, Ephesians 5 and 14 says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. We need to understand we're walking around in darkness because we wrestle not with the flesh. We war against the principalities and power in high places. That's something we cannot handle, we cannot deal with. We're talking spiritual stuff. We need God in order to help us with that. From James 4 and 7, he said, Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yes, he will. God has all authority over you. All you have to do is accept his will, accept his way, and everything will be all right. But Isaiah said it best. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Think of what's required to obtain material wealth. Do you have to sell yourself? Do you have to do something that is uncomfortable? Do you have to fall prey 
do the bidding of the devil. Resist him and he will flee. Submit to God. This is Are You For Real With God? And I hope that you have a wonderful day and a lovely life. God bless you. Bye now.